I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I'm pretending we know the beat to this song. Hey, what's up, AfterBuzzers? And welcome to the 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days After Show. I'm your host, Alex Bowers. We have Linda and Twee and Ashley Bowden. Um, okay, hey. so there's a lot to get through this episode. Um, some of it is fluff. As you know, we have a couple couples that aren't even couples anymore. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that. Guess who is starting a clothing line? Ashley, just guess really quick. Guess who's what? Starting a clothing line. Out of this cast? Out of this cast. I'm guessing. Erica. Okay. Erica. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess Stephanie because she does YouTube or something. I don't know. But Linda has the tea for us later on. So you guys stay tuned. Go ahead and let us know who you think in the comments, whatever, whatever. Um, we'll see who's right later on. What were your thoughts on this episode, ladies? Were you entertained or is it stretched now? Because at first we'd be like, it's moving. I was I was slightly entertained. Like I was entertained by the Varia drama uh, and Lisa and Usman. Uh, I thought that like some of it was filler. Like I love Darcy, don't get me wrong, but I feel like that was just filler stuff. Uh, maybe like backstory. And I almost feel like they're setting us up for like another spinoff, maybe Darcy and Stacey together. Yeah, I felt, I agree with you on that, Linda. I felt like it was a lot of filler scenes. Um, the Varia and Jeffrey and Mary situation was solid, but everything else was like, okay, we can probably wrap them now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt about Ed um, and Rosemar- Rosemary or whatever, but she wasn't even in the episode, but just seeing him and then, you know, I mean, he reunited with his dog, if that's, that counts for anything, but other than that, I'm like, blah. Right. Oh, it's time for the tell-all, is what all I have to say. It's time for the tell-all. Even uh, though okay. we've seen all of it. Right. <laughs> Linda saw 10 hours worth tell-all. I know, I know you're tired. I'm tired. I haven't even gotten there yet. Listen, I was thoroughly entertained by the tell-all. Ashley's seen it as well. Are you saying the whole thing, it's, Ashley? It's very, a, a lot of it. It's very entertaining. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I uh, didn't gonna, watch all 10 hours, but. Yeah. Couldn't get to <laughs> uh, We're going to start with Jeffrey and Varia. Might as well. This was the most drama we got this episode. So they're going back and forth. I just kind of want to know your thoughts on Jeffrey not going after Mary when Mary was leaving. How, yeah. What did you think about this whole situation and how he kind of played her to the left is how I saw it. But how did you ladies see that, see that part? Yeah, I was... Go ahead. Go ahead, Lindy. No, go, go. Okay. No, I was really disappointed that Jeffrey didn't go after Mary and didn't take up for Mary more when Varia was attacking her because that's basically what Varia was doing. She came and she started attacking Mary, which was extremely unfair. And I thought it was weak of Jeffrey just to sit back and not come to her her defense. All he said was, it's not her fault. The only person that should be getting 
they're, you know, what handed handed to them right now is Baria because she's way out of line. You don't just show up to somebody's house unannounced and think that things are just going to resume back to your liking. No, that's not the way it goes. And you're, and I feel like she's extremely manipulative um, with a lot of the things that she was saying to him in the house. Like um, when she mentioned, when he said, you know, I'm not just going to easily fall out of love with you. And she's like, well, why aren't you hugging me? It was just all game. And I was just really disgusted with her after seeing this episode. I was really disappointed and disgusted. And I felt so bad for Mary. Mary's the one that actually deserves a hug after this whole situation. Linda, you agree? Um, I mean, I agree with a lot of it. I, I was not surprised. I was not surprised. Uh, that Jeffrey didn't stick up for Mary. And I'm going to use a basketball analogy. You are uh, on the Lakers and you've got your starting lineup and then you've got your bench players. And Mary's, Mary's his bench player. Like that's the B list. That's the B team. So he's not caring. He's not going to stick up for the B team because his A team is, has already arrived in his mind. And even though he says like he said it was over, all of that stuff, just like his friend said, like he wants the new and shiny because he knows that Mary's always going to be there no matter what. And mm -hmm. that's why he didn't stick up for her. And I thought though that Vario was coming in hot and she was, she is like guns a blazing and like ready to fight and saying like she's ready for war. And I just thought, and I said this last time, I'm going to say it again, like, first of all, you're not showing up at my house unannounced. And second of all, you're not showing up at my house unannounced with your bags and thinking that you're going to spend one night at the hotel and then the rest of the time at my house, whether we were dating or not. Like, right. no, thank you. No, right. thank you. You need to call and be like, hey, I got a surprise for you. I'm in town. You're not going to just be like, knock, knock, knock. Here I am. Yeah. Oh, it's foul. He, he was quick to tell her, you know, she could stay. He was he was happy about this whole situation. Yeah. Something like he he just lit him up and he's like slick smiling, like, I don't understand. Like, stop. You know that you're happy. You told her that it's okay for her to stay, knowing that she'll be in town for two weeks. What is Mary gonna do? So you're saying Mary can't come over anymore for two weeks while you are messing around with this girl? It's That's exactly out. it. That's exactly it. And he loved it. He even said, I have two women vying for my attention. attention yeah. like, you know what, dude? Like, calm down. Come all the way I down. Think, you are not the prize. He's yeah. definitely not. <laughs> I think that it's in Mary's best interest for her to just completely move on. I wouldn't even keep a friendship with him. I would probably um, demote him to an associate, if that if I'm feeling generous and I would move on with my life. Mary's a pretty girl. She has no reason to hang around waiting for Jeffrey to decide what he wants to do. Like just move on with your life. Especially like, if he's willing to invite her to meet the friends. He brought Varia with him. What yeah. sense does that make? So I, there are a couple of things. First of all, what message is Mary sending like women, like it's okay to be the plan B and just like take whatever this dude is throwing your way. Cause no, it's not okay. And like Ashley said, she's a beautiful lady. Like she can get someone else and do better than someone like wants her as the A star. Um, mm. But the other thing that I wanted to say that I thought was kind of 
disappointing was that I love that she got up, got her stuff and like teased them out. But then when she showed up for the drinks, yeah, I guess those are her friends as well. But it almost seemed like she came to fight for Jeffrey. And I was like, that looks desperate to me. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't say Jack to you. He let you leave after he explicitly explicitly said that he's going to try to date you now and start something. And all of a sudden he just let you leave it with no fight, nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't fight for I him. She looked desperate. I thought she looked desperate even before then. So I agree with you. At first, I'm like, okay, she's getting her stuff. She's leaving, but she doubled back mm. into the house, and then came out and said, "Do you want these?" Like, I'm like, girl, you were so strong, just leaving right then. That was a powerful little note you could have left on and just never talked to him again. Yeah. But then when she doubled back, I'm like. Okay, so I know she, I know she's gonna be back in the picture, because yeah. anybody else is like, forget it. I left, I left underwear, whatever. Like you don't even care. It's like I'll get some more. I don't want to see this man no more. Let me play devil's advocate. Just think if you're in Mary's shoes and Barry is talking all that smack to you, and she's holding back. She's trying to be reserved and not basically, you know, engage her in that aggressive talk. So she mm-hmm. probably felt like she wanted to one up in some way, you know. I agree with what you're saying though, um, with her just having that powerful exit and just kind of leaving it, leaving it alone at that point. But I think she wanted to feel like she want she one up her in some way or another by showing oh, her sure. like these are my flowers that he got me. You know, it's yeah. just it's just catty and petty and yeah. And really, Varia is the is the wrong person. Like she's well, just. The wrong person is Jeffrey, right? The wrong person is Jeffrey. No, no, I think he's absolutely wrong because he's he's playing both sides. He's trying to get best of both worlds and he hasn't made a decision because he doesn't want to make a decision because he likes having all this attention on him. So at the end of the day, it really is him. Like if he's done with Varya, he shouldn't have allowed her to stay. He shouldn't have brought her to meet the friends and he should have stuck up for Mary. He's in the wrong. But if he wants to play like in the middle, and be like, ooh, I like this, let's see what happens, then then to me, it makes him the bad guy because at the end of the day, you're stringing two women along because it's stroking your little ego. And I, yeah, I get that too. I think that he is wrong for not making a decision, but I'm just saying like the initial like drama starter and the person that created this issue was Varya. Like she was way out of line. Jeffrey then did not handle the situation appropriately which makes him, you know, wrong for that. But I think Varya was just way out of line. I think the way she handled the situation was disgusting. And I just don't like the way she came at Mary. I thought that was just very disrespectful. Yeah, Mary, she needs to run. Okay, so (laughs) we are going to move on to Lisa and Usman. This whole thing, actually, I forgot even about this whole little situation proposal. Uh, because that was a mess too. I was cringing and I was interested and all tuned in. Uh, she basically forced him to propose to her. What were your thoughts on that whole situation? Because he only did it because she was mad. It wasn't I'm not romantic. Shy. And she said this was everything that she wanted. And <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, girl. I'm not this shocked at all. Lisa is a bully. So none of the none of this was shot. Like I was sitting there watching it, like I had seen this already. Like I've seen this. 
She's a bully. This is what she does. She's going to bully him to do what she wants him to do. And that's just that. Mm -hmm. On the proposal, I can speak on the brother, the conversation with the brothers, if you like, or um, as far as that goes, I just felt that it was beating a dead horse. Um, it's like, let it go. You're having, you got your proposal that you said you wanted. It was your dream proposal. Now you're sitting down with the family. Everybody seems to be embracing you in some way. Enjoy the moment. Why are you bringing up drama between you and Usman that could, like he said, potentially sway their opinion of you or sway their support and, um, stop the wedding from happening altogether. She's just a drama mama all the way. Mm -hmm. Linda. Linda. (laughs) uh okay so i think she's i think lisa's personality is really ugly and i think that it just it when i what Ashley said about oh i've seen this before i may not have seen the scene but i can guarantee i what her reaction is going to be and how she's going to be disrespectful and rude and no class and crass and all of those words so speaking about the (laughs) proposal specifically when he says will you marry me with peace and happiness I started literally (laughs) laughing out loud because he started proposing to her as she was bitching from the back room because she couldn't find her breast or whatever and I was like oh that is so ironic right there um and then when she said when they had the fight pre um proposal and she said how, like, the day before the wedding, people are either going to think that she's knocked up or for a green card. First of all, look at my face right now, you guys. No one thinks you're knocked up, Lisa. Right. Right. <laughs> Not one person. If we're following this storyline, we know that it's all about the green card. It's not about you because I believe there's no way that he would put up with the constant nonsense unless he had that end goal. And then as far as um, meeting like his family and going off on the brothers, she's disrespectful. She's never been respectful. So that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that, you know, as we know, spoiler alert, that they, they go through with the wedding. I'm surprised it got that far because the amount of sheer disrespect when she walked away and she banged her hand on the table, like yeah. not only in like Muslim, African, just in general, I don't care in any life, in my, in my life, like I wouldn't want to introduce someone like that to my family. Like if I had some dude slamming on the table in front of my brothers, like, nah, stop it. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, because uh, I mean, a lot of people try to make that comparison between her and Angela, but the thing is, Angela will do the same thing in front of, like, she acts up in front of the mom or she'll be smart in front of the mom, you know? Like, Angela has gotten smart before. Uh, But something about Lisa, she just crosses the line and, but she's very mute when it comes to the mom. Like, she's scared. Like, she's putting her foot in the toilet for the mom. Like, she just knows not to try the mom, if anything. But, um, I don't know. I feel like you can't really, it's hard to compare these two because the level of disrespect is different. Mm-hmm. You, we can't say that Angela really bullies Michael. Oh, Alex. Um, not, Alex not like that. Lisa not is like on that. a whole different level. Lisa is on a whole different level. Like she makes Angela tame. Like I'm actually excited to have Angela back and bye-bye Lisa. Is a mess. We love Angela. She's a hot mess. 
but Lisa is like the type you don't even it's like you don't even want to mess with her like it's like girl why yeah like Angela brings the drama mm-hmm. but she doesn't she doesn't bring the disrespect crack. and yeah and like just being crass like I don't know Angela to me is more like drama and that's funny to me like drama in a different way type of person and Lisa's mm-hmm. more like just classless and like an ugly personality I can't you think they would bring her on for another show who Lisa huh I don't know she does like people love to hate her and that makes good tv so yeah true okay so moving on to Darcy and Stacy uh, not much really happens with as far as like her and Tom because that's done. But we do get a moment where Darcy and Stacy go and visit our, their big brother's grave, Michael. Um, and they're pretty much hurting really bad right now. And she's just saying, you know, if he was still around, men wouldn't be the way they are towards me. They would not even try it. And I just like want to know your thoughts. Do you think that would change? who Darcy is as far as, because they said even the brother was, you know, like a hopeless romantic. Do you think her relationship life would have changed? Would have been, would be different now? Having an older brother over you? No. No? I don't think so because I think we'd like to think so and she would like to think so. Um, But I think the bottom line is if he was still here in human form, Mm -hmm. um, she would, still want to have her own life experience. You can't not have your life experience. You know, you're probably, your brother probably could give you some good advice, but you're still going to make the decision that you're going to want to make. I'm sure people have given her good advice about Jesse, good advice about Tom and others, but she chose not to take it. And I'm sure if her brother was still here, like I said, in the physical form, he would have given her good advice, but it would be her choice not to take it. So I don't think, she can say, oh, I would have avoided all of these missteps, romantic missteps, if my brother was here. I don't think that's necessarily true. Because you have to what figure it out on your own. What, what, say that again. I said, because you have to, you have to figure it out on your own. Like You, you have said, to figure yeah. it out on your own. Yeah, I think we like to think, oh, if this person was here, you know, I would, I, yeah, you still got to live your life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that she's, she's a grown woman and you know, that would be like her North Star, but at the end of the day, she's still going to have her own life's journey and her own life's experiences, and she probably yeah. would have made whatever decision she was going to make because she she's an adult, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, I did want to bring up this whole... So I thought it was like a, just a weird, and I, and I know I mentioned it to you guys before, but it was like a weird filler. So they're in the car, and then they talk about how they're they're in the market for a new car, and uh, I think they said Bentley or something first, but then Darcy's like, no, Maserati, yeah. no, she's like, no, then she said, no, the Maserati. Um, and I was like, looking at them and I was like, but isn't that like a Corolla or a Nissan or whatever that you're driving? Like, that's a big come up from that to the Maserati. You must be making some really good 90 day money. You know I mean, what I mean? Darcy, it's, Darcy with all the money. It's random. Well, I think because well, the Mas- you can get a good Maserati deal. You can get a good lease deal. You can get a Maserati for like five six hundred a month. 
Well, I just was like, that is really random. And then, like I said to you, like, I feel like this was a little bit of filler. Uh, although she did mention that Tom, even though she blocked Tom, Tom started to reach out to her again. But mm-hmm. I still think this is like filler and we're seeing a little bit more of Stacy. And perhaps there's a spinoff there because like, why are you now at the end of the season just talking about Michael and visiting his grave yeah. and giving his backstory unless you're trying to tie it into both Stacy and Darcy spin-off. for a spinoff, exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, Linda. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, Ash and Avery. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I just want to hop right into, you know, Avery saying basically we're going to have to have this long distance relationship. Um, we're pretty much going to be waiting five years to be together until Taj is older. I mean, was that realis- realistic based off of what you've seen on the show this thus far with this couple? Five years? Would they even be able to go two years without one another? Not no. If you were just watching the show, not knowing what you know today. Well, if, if they're doing the three-month visitation stint, I think that it's doable. I think that's doable. But they're not doing that, though, because what he let known just now is that he doesn't have uh, an Australian passport. So he has to get his Australian passport and then get the visa that he needs to travel. And he says it could take three months to to a year for that. To to a year. So I'm like, you guys are probably not going to see each other for like a year because she's not going to come back to Australia anytime soon. Like when they were having that conversation at the airport, even not even if I didn't know what I already know now, I was like, oh, this is the end of the relationship because it's, there's no guarantee that he's even going to get his visa or his passport in that year, right? He's applied. He said he applied two months ago, but you applied for your, your passport two months ago and it's going to take you almost a year to get your visa. Mm-hmm. Something doesn't sound right to me. Like, what if mm-hmm. it was an emergency? You had to emergency travel back for whatever a wedding or funeral whatever i'm sure there's a way that you'd be able to get some type of emergency passport so why would it take up to a year so he's not Mm -hmm. saying something right interesting Um, yeah yeah i'm not sure i just kind of just assuming that he is able to get it in a reasonable time i think that the the arrangement could work with two willing parties especially if a, let's say Avery goes to Australia for three months and then Ash turns around and comes to the U.S. for three months. And they just do that each year for five years. I think I think it's doable. Is it ideal? No. But, How are they going to do that when they, they both have children? She has multiple children. She has three kids. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if they were able to do that, I think that would be an ideal situation. I don't know if that's actually realistic for them. Yeah. A lot going on with them and the kids. And I honestly, if I didn't know what I knew through, you know, Linda's news and gossip, <laughs> um, then I would never even think that they'd make it past a month after they separated, after, you know, she went back to Washington. I just, but I, she's I very will say this. skeptical of everything and, and nervous and I don't know. Yeah, I will say this about their departure from one another. It felt like, Mm -hmm. I felt the love between them. I felt like the bond 
uh, between them at the airport. It was like they really had a hard time leaving each other. So I think that was a beautiful moment. Um, and I think that that was like very genuine, like Ash mm-hmm. tearing up and, you know, just very upset about leaving her. I think that that yeah. was a nice moment. I think, it was a, I think it was a nice moment too, but I also think that they knew that this was the last time for them. Like it felt like a genuine goodbye, goodbye. Which maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, another person had to say goodbye was Ed to Rose Marie's spirit because she was out of there last episode and he definitely had to come back home to his mom. And what is the dog's name? Teddy? Yep. Teddy, yep. Thoughts on that scene because it was a pretty, uh, it was a filler. You know, we saw him at the airport and then we saw him telling his mom what happened. Do you think he was just trying to sugarcoat or, uh, you know, because he didn't really get into it, into it. What were your thoughts on what he was saying to his mom? I think he just gave her a very high level summary overview of what happened. It wasn't, he didn't get into the nitty gritty, which is understandable, like. He's a grown man. Your mom doesn't need to know all your relationship drama. Um, and she didn't need to be burdened with all of that. So I thought that was appropriate for him not to get into all of the tea with his mom. And his mom was just so like cute and sweet and, you know, like a sweet, loving lady. So she doesn't need that kind of stress on her. She don't need Ed's stress. <laughs> but he did. He did miss Teddy, though. It was obvious he missed he Teddy the most. The most. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Ed. I think that uh, the most interesting thing that he said was when he said to his mom that uh, he sugarcoated, first of all, how they broke up and why they broke up. But then when he talked about how he was not ready to be a father to Prince, I thought that was really telling because wow, good for Rose for leaving, because not only did he not tell her about wanting to get a vasectomy and not wanting any more children, but we didn't see really any interaction between Ed and Prince, maybe like here and there. And for Rose to have Prince call Ed daddy, I was like, this is so sad because in his mind, he didn't want to have anything to do with Prince. He didn't want to be Prince's, Prince's dad but allowed him to call him daddy, which I thought was like super selfish and really telling. Like it was really telling. That's why you didn't spend any time with the kid. And that's why even when you went to her home, you like the next day you were out of there and you're like, oh, and you can't bring your kid. So that's what I got from Ed, like super selfish Mm -hmm. and not, not okay. Yeah, agreed. All right, next on the list, Stephanie and Erica. So basically, this was another filler couple. There's not much to say other than Stephanie still won't tell her mom what's up. But her mom kind of got, like, this feeling. She just had a gut feeling that Stephanie wasn't telling her everything that happened on the trip. Do you see Stephanie coming out next episode, or do you not think it's going to happen? We saw kind of like a preview right I think, but do will we know will she will she know everything let's be real or is she gonna keep you know sugarcoating like she was on the way because I don't know if that, that wouldn't have been the place either because the friend was there right so obviously you'd want to do it one-on-one but I feel like she could have given her a little bit more something she was dry and it was obvious that there was a she, lot more 
she made it very obvious that she was holding back Mm -hmm. um from her mom like she made it extremely obvious by her tone and just the cadence of her responses she just made it extremely obvious so Mm -hmm. I don't think the car ride was an appropriate time to tell her mom do I think she's going to tell her mom I think she will because she knows the show's gonna air you know um but Again, as we all say, I don't think that she's really bisexual. I think this was just a, a game for her. Mm-hmm. Linda? Linda. I don't think she's going to come up to her mom in the way that we are all saying. I think that she's going to tell her mom that, you know, yeah, they had like a little romantic rendezvous and it totally didn't work out and it blew up in her face and, and she was just exploring herself or whatever. But I don't think she's going to come out in the true sense of the word of coming out being bisexual to her mom like I just I don't think so I, I don't buy it because even the way she was saying it in the preview seemed like oh you're just kind of just sugarcoated so the other thing is though moms always know right so I'm interested to see how she words it because her mm-hmm. mom is going to know her own daughter and what, what her daughter is saying and, and what right. she believes. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit too about this whole season, she, uh, Stephanie talked about her illness and how even in this last clip that we saw, how like she was uh, using hand sanitizer every five seconds and how it was so important for her to like um, be germ free and like on her way there, the whole mask thing. But did you guys notice when she came back, she was like all willy nilly, no mask, no nothing. Yeah, nothing. Dog comes, she's like hugging the dog, hugging the friend, hugging the mom. And I was like, oh, you made it. I don't, and I'm not saying that her, her illness is not serious. I'm just saying, like, I was surprised that on her way home, it, it seemed like it was fine. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah, it was weird. And then um, the other thing that I thought was interesting, too, was how they talked about um, how over the relationship was. Like, why would you think that? Uh, Erica would drive all the way to the airport for what? She drove three yeah. hours to talk to you for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Why would she then go to the airport and waste more of her time to say goodbye to you when you, t- when you like totally screwed her this whole trip? Like you were such a right. douche to her. Like, I don't get it. Of course she's not coming to the airport. And of course she's blocked you on social media and hasn't talked to you and you guys aren't texting and all of that. Of course, because A, she's hurt and B, you wasted her time. Mm-hmm. That's again a selfish mentality for you to think that she's gonna come and say goodbye to you just because it's you, right? And she she's drove spoiled. that far, she's didn't she? Drive spoiled. three hours to even meet her for that pointless meeting. That's what I, yeah, 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 yeah. So and then yeah, yeah, to come to the airport. I mean, that's that would have to be real love, and there's no love there. <laughs> that. <laughs> this would be real. Oh, okay, so our last couple tonight. David and Lana, he's on cloud nine right now. And, you know, I just want to jump into the bowling alley little situation there because I thought it was hilarious how he really wanted to kiss that bad that he had to make it a bet. And the whole time she's over here like, oh, yeah, he didn't make it. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Was like, and then as soon as he did, she's like, uh-uh. Uh, uh, <laughs> she did not want any parts of it and I don't believe that it's because it's too early I believe because it's because she knows what she's here for and this ain't that 
She just wants what she wants. And she wants to be able to get her stuff. She wants to be able to live the lavish life without having to kiss the frog. Socks. <laughs> That's it. Socks. Everything, I, there's nothing that you did not say that is not true. That is all true. I was cringing too. I was like, wow, look how much she's celebrating when this mm-hmm. dude, first of all, who said that he used to be a professional bowler who right. is like getting all these gutter balls. I thought that was hysterical, but it was hysterical watching her face every time that he would not get a strike and she would super celebrate. And then mm-hmm. as soon as he finally got that one, you could see her whole face. Like she was like, oh, <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, that is hilarious to me. But she made she made sure to take those photos for the visa process. Oh, she, she took was those. That was, that was action item number one. She said, first, we need a photo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they talk about her coming to America and, you know, what she wants in order to make it work. What were your thoughts on their conversation because she kind of didn't even want to have the conversation it seems like well I think she was just um like pacifying him I think that she again I think going to America with David is her plan b she does definitely want to make sure she's set up so that she has like the pictures and all that just in case she decides to go that route but she said it herself she likes the money and the gifts that Jeffrey brings her and that's basically it so she, and you guys know how I feel about this, and you guys know about, like, through news and gossip where she stands, but I think that she came, showed up because she had to, and she want her and the company wanted to make sure that this money train, you know, 300000 over seven years was going to continue to go, keep coming in. So if she did not show up, and if she shuts him down, then that money train is not going to continue to go on. So that's why she's not committing to anything and that's why she's also not saying no to anything she's kind of just stringing it along and he's happy with that which is crazy to me he's happy like he to me he looks so sad and pathetic because you know especially when he's like you know I want to marry you and uh, I want you to I want to invite you to my hotel she's like oh hell no like nah I'm not doing it and and then to say that it was too early Dude, if y'all have been talking for seven years and you're saying you're in a relationship, yeah, but you've only known her for two days in real life, I get that, but seven years? Okay. Yeah, seven years. It's a lot. <laughs> okay, so Linda, go ahead and let us know what's going on with the news and gossip, social media, everything. Okay. Um, also, I just want to say real quick, it was crazy that they only spent like two hours together on that first date and probably like an hour the next date. I was like, right. really, in all the in the week that you're going to spend with her, you're spending less than 24 hours. Crazy. Ridiculous. All right. So some news and gossip. There is not a ton for this season's um, cast members, which I was surprised because normally, um, what, did I say Jeffrey and not David? You did. David. It's okay. I meant David. It's <laughs> okay. Um, so there's not a lot of news this week. So first and foremost, uh, Big Ed's accuser uh, is not going away. And she took to social media to post a response video to a video 
that Ed posted um, about cyberbullying, and there was a wrestler who I don't know the exact backstory, but I guess uh, passed away due to cyberbullying, and so he was condemning cyberbullying, and his accuser uh, played the video, and I want you guys to see the video, so if we can play that now. And this is gonna be the only time that I agree with Ed, but cyberbullying is not okay. Any form of bullying is not okay. But for this man to say these things is so hypocritical. Just watch. She's no longer with us because of cyberbullying. So see you guys, it doesn't work. Stop it. It's not funny. You're not making people's days. You're not, you're not, it's just ridiculous. So stop it. Stop it now. It's not funny. You guys think you're being funny? You're cute? You hide behind your little computer screens? Fine. You guys can live with yourself. The reason I find this so hypocritical is because he made a 24-year-old want to die and kill herself because he was sexually harassing and assaulting her. Ed, you're part of the problem. Look in the mirror. So y'all... So she's basically saying, like, you're a hypocrite because you're a bully as well. You're a sexual bully and you're, you harass me and you harass a young person into basically almost wanting to kill herself. What do you guys think of that? It's a lie. It's heavy. I feel like it's really heavy. And um, I don't know. Is he even denying anything? Well, what's interesting is that he's not even addressing any of it. Like not one bit, not addressing it at all. And, and uh, I don't know, I don't know how to take it, but I think that um, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Big Ed as well, Big Ed, guys, uh, has this clothing line that he has started and it's, he's moved on from, are you laughing? Yes, because I would never expect it to be him. No, I know. <laughs> so he's moved on from just the stickers to a whole clothing line, and he's calling it Big Ed Wear. And uh, he has, as you guys will see on the screen, he has this big poster slash billboard that he, he has up. And it's him and, of course, Teddy and announcing his new clothing line. So he's really marketing himself as, an entrepreneur, I guess we'll say. <laughs> and speaking of Big Ed, uh, theblast.com wrote an article that apparently ever since uh, Big Ed and Rosemary broke up, he's had 37 marriage proposals. So some of y'all out there are trying to get with Big Ed, and I'm just curious who you guys are. You can are online. I'm, I'm so you can slide into my DMs. You can slide into the comments below. Closer. I would like to know. I have a few questions for you. All yeah. three <laughs> of you. And if yes. any of you, if any of you want to come on our show, you are more than welcome. I am throwing it out there because we have questions. Come with receipts, please. Come with receipts. <laughs> so yeah, thirty-seven marriage proposals. Are you, are you too surprised by that? Yeah. Truly, but I guess it's they like his personality. I don't know. Let me shut up. I, I'm not surprised. I think people like the 
they like the uh, idea of hopping on the 90 day fame train, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's more so what it is versus it being Big Ed. Mm-hmm. And he's a personality. People are yeah. drawn to that, you know? So that's likely where all of that is coming from. <laughs> I'm good. I'm shook. That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have a flashback photo. So the flashback photo, if you guys paid attention, then you're going to be able to get this answer quickly. Um, but there's a photo. Uh, we're put, putting it up right now of a guy who I want to know who you guys think it is. Can you guys see it? Cause I'll pull it, pull it up on my phone and show you if you can. So yeah, show us on your phone. That's David. I can't see. That's David. You're right. It's David. David? 20-year-old David. 20-year-old David looking like a, I don't know, 1970s playboy (laughs) with his mustache. (laughs) Um, But if you guys saw it in the episode that we just watched, uh, that's the photo that they showed of him when he was a professional bowler. Now, guys, okay. if you remember from the beginning of the season, not only is he a bowler, but he's a unicyclist. Do you guys remember that? Yes. So not that only is he a unicyclist, yes, he also uh, is into this RV lifestyle. So he's got a lot of stuff going on. And I find it really, really interesting. Like, he definitely likes the extracurricular activities, but, like, not, like, the regular stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he does his own yeah. little little thing, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was David. I wonder if Lana knows she would be living in an RV. She clearly did not have plans to be with. She doesn't man. know. <laughs> she doesn't know. Wow. And I did the math. Can I just chime in really quick? I of did course. the math on his three hundred thousand over seven years, mm-hmm. and it ends up being like nine hundred to a thousand dollars per year. That's that a lot. Spent. That is that is quite a bit. Yeah. So let's say like. A hundred, a little bit over a hundred per month mm. that mm. he spent on that website. So I don't know. I mean, Not I guess dinner. you could say that be like a, taking someone out to dinner. Once I guess week, so. Yeah. I mean, a hundred dollars a month. If you look at it like that, it doesn't seem like it's a whole lot, right? But just, yeah, when you put it all together. Oh no, no, no! Oh, that no. might be a hundred. I, I may be wrong on that. I'm gonna double check my math. Because I'm like, I'm that. not good with math. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna double check my math. I was like, like three hundred thousand over seven years. That's that might be per week. That yeah, might be like a hundred something per week. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna double check my math on that. But yeah, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other thing real quick that I just thought was funny too, guys, like he, he meets Lana in real life on it on, and they go on these dates, but notice that she has the iPhone, but he still has to go through the app to contact her for, for more, for more dates. Right. What I'm saying, like, she's just there to like string them along. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Uh, someone else is jumping on the clothing bandwagon. Do you two want to jump in and, and guess before I tell you all? From Don't say Ash. From this cast, yeah. Ash. Okay, Ashley. I'm gonna say Erica because she's so fashionable. Wrong and wrong. So baby girl Lisa posted her Instagram. I know you're lying. Oh wait, my wait, God. I time out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even finish. Okay, okay, okay. 
baby girl posted, baby girl Lisa posted to her Instagram and she is modeling Soldier Boy's new clothing line, uh, which is going to be dropping this fall. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Cue the music. I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm done with all of these people. I'm tired. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys are killing me. And in addition to um, the clothing line that Soldier Boy is dropping, uh, uh, 187 Anonymous Gossip posted something that I thought was super fascinating. So she posted a, a screenshot of Lisa's ex from three years ago, and his name is Bubba. And if you look at this photo of, of Lisa, and I'm sure you guys will put it on the screen for you, it looks like a 1980s glamour shot. Um, but what's interesting is how they get, Bubba gets dragged in the comments. So in the comments, people, cause he's like um, in a relationship with, and then names Lisa. And in the comments, they're like, damn Bubba, is that your grandma? And then another person says, haha, your fake girlfriend has several different Facebook accounts. She's messaging a friend of mine saying she's in a relationship with um, and, and name someone. And then this lady goes on to say, and did you know she's trying, think about this is three years ago, guys. And did you know she's trying to groom young African guys? She's dangerous. Then it goes yeah. on to say she has several accounts and has admitted she's been hustling and then in um, brackets scamming to get a Nigerian boy young enough to be her grandson to America because she's madly in love with him. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the tea, guys. Yeah. You two are still shook by the clothing line part, too. I see in your face. Oh, yeah. yeah. That took me out. <laughs> that took me out. I mean, it's just a mess. It's a hot, buttery mess, okay? Um, but, you know, I hope it works out. I hope everybody collects their coin while they're popping on the 90-day train. Go ahead and collect it and save it, okay? I, I am not mad. <laughs> Guys, definitely make sure you're continuing to hit me up uh, in my DMs with all the latest and greatest tea, and I'll definitely make sure that I can continue to bring it to you guys. Make sure you guys are liking and subscribing because we love to hear from you. We're sorry that our live is down. Uh, we should be back up shortly, uh, but definitely hit us up in the comments and we'll get back to you. Absolutely. Yes. Where can everyone find you, ladies? You guys can find me on Instagram at Ms. Ashley Marie. And um, I'm going to launch up my Twitter. So I'll have that for you guys next week as well. Guys, I am all across social media at Linda is so girly. And you can follow me all over at Hey Alex Bowers. We'll see you here next week, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.